are listening to The Cooler Ring, a podcast made for manufacturing marketers. Here are Carmen Perry and Jeff White. Welcome to The Cooler Ring. My name is Jeff White, and joining me today is Carmen Perry. Carmen, what's going on? Man, I should be more prepared for that question. I mean, we do enough of these recordings, <laughs> and I... And it's never really changing. Yeah, and I just kind of transition into this kind of thing about how I'm excited about today's guest. And that's not to say I'm not excited about today's guest, because I am. But at the same time, I just feel like I need a better line. Yeah. You can work on that for the next one. Yeah. yeah. Maybe a bit of warning when we're, you know, if, if only this was in my calendar and I could prepare <laughs> in advance. You something. could prepare a, a uh, monograph or something. But nevertheless, uh, look, I think today's show is a fantastic uh, opportunity to have a, a deeper discussion on on something that, uh, you know, most every manufacturing marketer deals with. Most every manufacturing marketer out there is involved in the support um, uh, of of trade shows for their for their organization. Some would say that that's sometimes feels like it's all they do. Yeah. And I think today's guest is going to help uh, shed some light on that function as part of the overall marketing mix and and how to make it better. So I'm I'm really excited for that. I think so too. And I, I think you know it's a significant portion of uh, of a lot of organizations' budgets, marketing budgets, and you know it, it really it needs to have that ROI in order to. Yeah, I, look, I think it's a good excuse to go to Vegas, um, <laughs> uh, which is fine. But let's uh, maybe try to make it more than that. For sure. Uh, so joining us today is Tom McLaughlin. Tom is the U.S. Marketing Manager at Nord Drive Systems, and he's a veteran of B2B and B2C marketing. And, uh, and we're really glad to have you on the program, Tom. Thanks for joining us. Hi. Thanks, guys. Appreciate it. Why don't you go ahead and tell us a bit about your background and uh, what you do at Nord? Yeah, I was brought on to this company about a year and a half ago to help develop marketing strategies for the company and then uh, roll up my sleeves, hire a team, uh, and start executing. So the first thing that we did was to identify what I'm going to call a three-pronged marketing strategy, and that's to build our brand awareness, drive sales with digital tools, and then uh, improve our product launch success. And talking about trade shows, uh, by reinvigorating your trade show uh, strategy, that achieves all three of what we're trying to uh, bring across the board here. So um, it, it was a brand new challenge for us. We are a global uh, leader. We're number two in the world in delivering drive solutions for manufacturers and uh we kind of fell short on what our brand um, appearance was, what our level of uh, brand awareness is, and certainly with our trade show activities, um, uh, we really need to refresh. And with the goal of um, building a, a program that looks like you're number two in the world and really shows that you're a, a brand leader, a world-class leader, um, this was a, a kind of an exciting uh, challenge for us to to relook at at how we approach trade shows. So, Tom, it sounds like you've had your uh, your plate full over the last year and a half. What have you? Um, how have you reimagined the, the trade show presence within the marketing mix? What if you had to point to the you know the top five things or what have you that really have have changed about about the approach? What is it? 
Well, the first thing that we did, honestly, is, um, you know, there's a quote that uh, someone far smarter than me said, you know, first you want to uh, understand what the challenge is before you ask people to understand what you have to say about that challenge. So um, I partnered with the sales team, and this is a very sales-driven organization. So uh, I partnered with the leaders that we've got on sales and, uh, and listened to them and tried to understand what are they trying to achieve with trade shows and then come back to them with a marketing plan that supports that and takes it to the next level, honestly. So I don't know that sales guys are known for innovation and that's why they bring marketing uh, teams together and even agency support, whatever that might be. But how do we take that, uh, that vision that they have to the next level and bring some innovation to it? So the first thing we did was uh, kind of sit down and, and then have a come to Jesus meeting as to what trade shows are all about, uh, what are they trying to achieve, and then put together a plan that, that helps them do that. So listening was our, our first activity and partnering with sales, which uh, very often the marketing sales guys uh, bump heads a lot. And I said, you've got to partner a lot. So I, I took a different approach to it. So did you feel that uh, what had happened because was that just simply trade shows had been the, the standard part of the mix for so long and people had just fallen into a habit of how they are done and how you conduct them and how you think about them? So they just uh, had grown stale? Is that basically it? Yeah, I think, you know, with B2B companies, there's a lot of history that, that takes place. And so... Uh, and, and with industries that, that aren't known for innovation, uh, you know what we did last year and the year before and the year before that, uh, they're comfortable with it. They understand it. And uh, that's kind of what they're expecting. So um, I think you've got to put on a different hat, look at different industries, look at the leaders within the industries that you're in and, and look at uh, competition uh, real, you know, in, in the eye, what are they doing that's different? And, and look outside of your industry to see um, what similar manufacturers or, or even uh, uh, manufacturers that might be in automotive that, that might be, in, I don't know, uh, delivering power solutions, electrical solutions to um, it even could be the furniture industry, you know. Uh, so look outside your own um your own environment to to help identify what the plan is and, and how to approach it. So um, we had a, have a great management team that said, let's let's go. Let's take a look at what our our global parent company is doing in terms of trade shows and uh, adopt a global look and feel that they have, bring the best of of their ideas to the U.S. and then do some innovation here, too. So in terms of how we go um, to a trade show and plan for it, I, I think it's probably um, an enhancement to what our global team is doing, and it's probably just what's right for the U.S. So um, one of the things we want to do is understand well, what does success look like uh, from a, a sales standpoint at a trade show? And although we're doing things such as increasing the number of scanned leads, you know, we're doubling it to quadrupling uh, uh, the number of scans we're doing, but 
quite frankly, in, in a manufacturing uh, environment or, or a, a buying cycle that may take a year uh, or, or more uh, for, a cust- for a prospect to become a customer, um, just generating leads is, is not necessarily the right benchmark for your success. And so what, what we did is uh, we took a look at, okay, what turns a, a current customer into a great customer or a prospect into a, a customer? And so we identified some of the KPIs would be, are they demoing our product? Do we have a product in their hand that they can actually put to the test um, with a, against a, a current um, process or, or piece of equipment that they've got? Are we sitting down and meeting with them? Does success mean are we at a table with them where we're talking about common problems or solutions or challenges? Are we at their facility so we get our butt in their door and take a look at their environment and and meet their team and their decision makers? We found that any good um, uh, new customer, it requires at least touching and connecting with seven people. There are seven decision makers in every new customer purchase um, uh, requirement or, or environment. Um, have we brought them to our facility? Have they met our team, our engineers, our top management? Have they seen what our manufacturing uh, environment looks like, our customer service? So we identified quite a few different activities other than how many leads can you scan at a trade show to determine our success. It seems like you've really taken that from just the top of what you're doing, obviously, at top of funnel to bring in that new. And like you say, with a long sales cycle, that can, um, you know, be be valued, um, uh, I guess, differently from the sales organization. And you looked at it and said, what are we doing with prospects that we're already engaged with or even customers that the firm's already doing business with to enhance um, share of wallet? Uh, and to grow those relationships or to further a prospect down the down the cycle. So you really included a bunch of mid and bottom of funnel, it seems, measures along the way. Yeah. Um, how? Uh, so in addition to changing how you frame, um, uh, uh, how you measure ROI of the show, I guess, what has been the result of that? I mean, have you, have, what, and what activities have you used to really uh, drive those mid and bottom funnel metrics? Well, uh, part of it is, um, uh, in our marketing plan, we develop uh, a number of marketing activities that we're going to do that build brand awareness, but also engage the sales team in prepping for that show. Because the very first meeting that you have with sales management talking about a trade show is that the sales guys say, once we get to the booth, we just know what to do. <laughs> and, and quite frankly, if you're waiting for someone to get in your booth for you to think about what you need to do, then that means we really got to rethink of what we what we have to do in our marketing. So, um, so we put together um, marketing activities that in, include uh, public relations, email marketing, social media. Uh, we are connecting with the sales team also and saying your expectation is is going to be something different now. We want you to identify for whatever industry this trade show is, who are your top current customers and your prospects, and 
and we need to use this trade show as an opportunity to connect with them. And whether they're attending the show or not, let's take another step with that, that current customer or prospect. And so um, we uh, will bring some, uh, I, I think, some innovation to our marketing from the standpoint that uh, we'll, we're setting up now landing pages. We're doing email marketing to drive prospects and current customers to landing pages so that they can learn more about our products, download um, uh, literature, uh, watch videos, or even set up appointments and see who our, our top sales guys are or management team members are who are even attending a show. So that they we can take them one step closer to connecting with us and learning about our products uh, before the show or even if they never even go to our show. I think that's so important. I mean, I think, um, you know, so much of making a trade show presence work harder is about what you do in the lead up to the show. Once you've arrived at the show, it's kind of almost too late to start making changes then, clearly. Yeah. Um, it, it's about what you've done from a targeting perspective in advance of that show. And I think you're quite wise to be talking about this multi-pronged approach between you know email outreach and even other forms of digital advertising potentially to a target account list etc yeah you've got to jump in front of this show by all means and and kind of you know the sales guys all know what to do but you got to turn their head just a little differently to the side so they can think about things differently and and that you've got to let them know what we're doing and what the planning is up front so they can take advantage of it and they can also, you know, get engaged with whatever their activity is uh, for, for their personal engagement with prospects and current customers. And have you found that it requires um, uh, a change not only from the sales team, but also the other folks that are working the booth? How have you had to reframe expectations with them about what you're looking to accomplish? You know, that's that's interesting because very often – if the trade show management team has been doing kind of the same old thing for a couple of years, it's it's time to shake it up to get their expectations uh, realigned with what the potential of this trade show might be. So uh, all of a sudden, we we stepped up with uh, a training program. It, I'll call it training, but it's it's really a, a webcast that we do. It's a two prong approach where we've identified what the products are that are going to be at the show. We we set up a webcast. We have one of our trainers actually uh, do a webcast with each and every person who's attending the show to let them know what the, the products uh, benefits and features are. And specifically for this industry, how these products relate to those customers and what the applications are for this industry. So we do uh, training from a, a, a product standpoint, and then we do a webcast for every person attending the show to let them know what it is we're doing for marketing, uh, where the booth is, what the booth looks like, um, what the giveaways are that are going to help them uh, connect with customers, uh, what the expectations for sales is prior to the show. So we align uh, with them again, uh, we've got to do some things prior to the show. And we also talk about how do we approach a customer at a show? So uh, we go through what the lead management 
pro program is, if we've got uh, a special giveaway, how to use that giveaway as a hook to start talking to someone, how many products we want to walk a customer to see, what brand new product is that's at the show that's a must mention or must walk someone by. So we actually try and retrain a little bit of the activity. And, you know, I hate to say, but you have to get as granular as letting them know. By the way, this is our showroom. It's not a place to eat. It's not a place to drink. It's not a place to check your emails or have your own little sales conference. You know, so we bring those obvious pieces uh, to light as well, because if you don't, People forget about it. So, I love the level of detail in your description there, Tom. It, um, it it's just it's it's fascinating to me. Uh, basically, the if you want, program well, if incredible. you want something to ha to happen spontaneously, organize it. Right. That's that's <laughs> right. I think what Tom is really telling us today. You know, what are the products that we want this particular prospect to see over these three days? Yeah. I mean, let's get granular about the experience we want to deliver to each of them and who's going to be responsible for doing that. Yeah, for sure. And I think one of the things you just mentioned, too, is, uh, you know, you're letting everybody know ahead of time what the booth is going to look like. And I've seen in some of your writing on LinkedIn over the last little while, you've mentioned, you know, the importance of the design of the booth. And, you know, I'd be remiss as a designer to not mention my proclivity for well-designed trade show booths. So what, what do you think is really kind of helping there to draw people in? And, and what have you seen that, that works really well? Uh, from a design standpoint, I think we've got um, kind of a unique uh, white and blue graphics that uh, and and we've got a, a a counter that is right up front. We've got our products. We bring our products back a little bit. We open up the booth. We're encouraging people to come into the booth and sit down in front of a, a kind of a, a customer care counter. Uh, and in fact, uh, that's traditionally the only seats in our booth are for customers to come up and talk to us. And we've got a real logical place for people to um, come and start that conversation for our, and it's a, a spot where our sales team uh, knows that they, you know, that's kind of an anchor for us to, to engage uh, our customers. And then we've got uh, traditionally a, a layout with three different product areas that are real simple. And so we've got uh, enormous graphics, bold graphics that we uh, display behind our products. And quite frankly, our products can be seen uh, from several booths away. You know, they're, they're that big and bold. Are your digital marketing efforts bringing in too many junk leads? Stop wasting time and distracting your sales team. Account-based marketing can help give your marketing strategy the laser focus on qualified buyers that you need to increase your pipeline velocity, close more deals, and grow your business faster. We've created a sample manufacturing ABM plan to help you get started. Download the sample manufacturing ABM plan at bit.ly slash sample ABM. That's bit.ly slash sample ABM. I, I think that's really interesting, uh, you know, to consider not just what the booth itself looks like, but the architecture and flow of the space so that there's an obvious place where sales can encounter people. It's not, 
you know, it's not threatening to prospects to walk up to it. The machines and, and uh, gears are on display in a way that kind of invites people to come into the booth in order to kind of be in that environment. I think as a, you know, as a booth design uh, approach, that, that really makes a ton of sense. You know, I, I agree uh, from a standpoint of uh, you, you've got to make a welcoming environment for people to come in and for it to be real obvious for them to be able to walk to and take a little tour of of your exhibit. So, um, you know, that's kind of an afterthought for us, I think, after we came up with the design. So, uh, but it but it works and it's real simple. So uh, I think you've just got to think of, can you capture a customer for maybe five minutes? If that's the case, what's the best use for their five minutes in, in your booth? Yeah, exactly. And... I I think the the other thing too that that I find interesting you mentioned earlier in the in the program about the you know and we're certainly seeing this with a lot of the the folks that we work with the manufacturers we work with you know there are just so many decision makers that you're having to engage as part of a sale and it draws that sale out what percentage of that um, buying team I guess you might want to call it uh, is actually present at the trade show or are you just kind of seeing one member of that team and then leveraging that post show to try and get in with the other six good question and I I think it kind of depends on the size of the show Uh, our last show there were 50,000 attendees and we have I don't know I I would guess uh, for each target customer uh, that we are seeing there, there may be as many as five people attending that show. So what, what we're trying to do uh, is that our sales team, we're trying to connect with who's going to be attending that show. We're trying to invite them to come, or we are inviting them to come to our booth. We're also arranging that if they're an exhibitor and quite frankly, you've got a lot of prospective customers who are exhibitors You've got to plan on uh, visiting their booth. And then the activity that we find uh, that's that's a one of a kind for a lot of trade shows is now how do we introduce decision makers uh, to our decision making team and or can we have an intimate conversation with them over lunch or dinner? And so at our last trade show, we, we measured our success by the fact that we had eight customer dinners over the course of a, a three-day show. And what, what that provided is that with one of our targets that we've been talking to for years, we brought them to our booth. We visited their booth. We ended up uh, having a wonderful dinner with them. And it, and it was conversation on all different levels, including our en- our director of engineering had uh, kind of a, a brainstorm breakthrough with with one of their the customer uh, executives. We invited them then to come and visit our facility, which they had never done before, but had been a, a, a topic of conversation, but. As it turns out, two weeks later, I'm walking in the hall and there was this this executive from this company actually taking his first tour here. And when you get a prospect on your turf where you where they get to meet 
anyone else that they need. Now you've got a, a winning uh, a winning plan. And that all came about through the trade show because we talked to them for years, but the rubber never hit the road. And so that trade show intimacy is, is an environment that helped make that happen. I think I want to hook on one of the ideas that you introduced there because I think it, it connects to one of Jeff's earlier questions around how are you dealing with the fact that you have you know seven potential uh, buyers from 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 one client organization arriving at a trade a trade experience and I think the uh, the fact is is when you mentioned about the, the your engineering uh, team member uh, really connecting with that prospect I think so much of it means getting more of the of your organization involved in what that trade show presence looks like and understanding that the people that may connect with the potential prospect uh, may not be a sales guy and it may not be the marketing person it, it may be in engineering it may be elsewhere in operations it may be a, a senior leadership connection that you can somehow identify uh, pre-show and then leverage once you get an in-person opportunity you're absolutely right and and quite frankly we've got a hands-on wildly engaged senior management teams. So we, at every show, we bring engineers and we'll bring maybe the CEO of our company or someone, uh, a, a vice president uh, of, of whatever industry it is that we're working on and, and uh, who that, that uh, executive might be. So we've got kind of an all hands on board approach from our management team to support uh, these shows. So absolutely correct in the fact that uh, your prospects have to meet the rest of your team or someone uh, beyond the sales uh, organization to help make that connection and, and drive that sale to the next level. Tom, I'd like to um, I'd like to drive into some of the results that you've experienced just as we uh, as we bring this to a conclusion. The I know that the trade show presence is part of a, a broader marketing strategy for you that's targeted at continuing a, a double-digit year-over-year sales growth, and that's not a an insignificant target. Um, so how's it going so far? Well, um, something we haven't touched on greatly, but one of our, our three objectives is to build our brand awareness, and you need to use trade shows as a hook for your public relations and brand building experience as well. So we always develop a PR plan that includes a press release. We connect with members of the press prior to the show. And for instance, uh, we specifically do a pitch to invite a, a couple members of the press who are attending the show to come to our booth and, and interview one of our executives. So our CEO and director of engineering, uh, is they're going to be available, and we're going to pitch them. And at our last show, uh, we arranged four interviews there in our booth. And, and what occurs from that is that you're building relationships with the right members of the press in uh, key industry publications. And so it's not only good just for the first article, but now you can become a resource uh, for future articles, and you build that relationship. So uh, on the PR front, uh, in our first year, uh, we generated, uh, it was like 112 um, mentions in the press versus a previous year 
where we had been mentioned in the press 10 times. So you really can use a trade show to launch products, to excite the press to come and see a brand new product and to talk to an executive about that product and why that's important and maybe even learn more about your organization and in our uh, instance, why we're growing at double digits. And, and quite frankly, we had our third year of double digit growth here at North. So uh, things are working. That's incredibly impressive to get that kind of PR. Well, that kind of 10x improvement. I mean, yeah. I, admittedly, we're starting from a, a you know, you're, you're starting from a, a, a less than optimal strategy there. But um, my goodness, I, I just love how Tom has um, shown uh, and demonstrated to to our listeners how just adding a few additional activities onto what is already a very large investment for your organization uh, can really dramatically enhance the ROI of that activity. You know, and, and if you're going to launch a new product um, th- anytime throughout the year, you've got to make some noise uh, at a trade show because it excites the press, it excites the sales team, um, it gives your sales guys something to talk about. You know, it gives you something to advertise. It gives you, uh, you know, uh, social media content. It, it gives you, you know, uh, uh, content for your press release, uh, you know, something to put on your website. And, um, you know, that's all part of building, building awareness of who you are, letting your customer know, your customers know what you're going to be doing at a show, that you're going to be at a show. So you want to, you want to set yourself up for success, you know, well before walking on the, on the trade show floor itself. Tom, it has been some fantastic advice and, um, I wonder if, no, I must tell you, I have a bit of a, I think, cultivating a bit of a reputation for asking very hard to answer questions at the very conclusion <laughs> of a podcast. And I don't want to do that to you. So what I'm going to do is I'm going to ask two questions and you can choose which one you want to answer. Um, uh, one is if you have any kind of parting advice that uh, has yet to be to be given uh, around enhancing trade show ROI. Um uh, but not to put you on the spot and assume that there's something you haven't told us. Um, if you don't want to answer that question, I would love to have your perspective on um, what's next. Uh, I know that you've done a, a lot of uh, uh, you know, evolution of the trade show presence, but where do you think the next uh, lever of, of, of opportunity is uh, for Nord's marketing? So I guess take your pick and answer one of those as we send off. Sure. Well, thanks. Um, I, I love it. From the standpoint here, let me tell you something that's really cool that people need to jump on. And it's the how do we use social media to our advantage? And at our last couple of trade shows, uh, they have offered apps for uh, attendees to participate, in, you know, by downloading and finding out what's going on with the schedule and everything. But at the last show, there was a great integration between the show app that connected to all the attendees who were at the show and you could integrate that with LinkedIn. So in case of, uh, in one instance, we had a, uh, a national brand customer stop by our booth. We had a short conversation because he was on his way to a, a, another meeting, but he was interested in product, and we did not get a chance to scan his ad. But because we knew the company, we went into LinkedIn, we went into this app, we saw what company he's with, and we identified exactly who he was. And now we could send an invitation back to him to connect with us 
after the show. So there's some really cool technologies and integrations that you've got to take advantage of if you can. Um, so, so that was really cool. And I would say one of our next steps is how do we further use social media to do target customer marketing? And we did a pilot program last year, and we're going to be rolling something out across our entire sales force this year. And um, the end game there was to build our brand awareness and set up meetings with these target accounts. And uh, our pilot program was a success, and that's why we're going to roll it out uh, across our whole sales team this year. Well, that's fantastic, Tom. Is that leverage mostly LinkedIn, or have you used other platforms as well? You know, we use LinkedIn, and we're going to be exploring another one this year. So, All right. All right. Well, Tom, I thank you so much for, uh, for the insight and for joining us today. It's been a great chatting. I loved it. Jeff, Carmen, thanks so very much. Glad to talk again. Thank you. All the best to you now. Okay. Take care. Thanks for listening to The Cooler Ring with Carmen Perry and Jeff White. Don't miss a single manufacturing marketing insight. Subscribe now at coolapartners.com slash the cooler ring. That's K-U-L-A partners.com slash the cooler ring. <laughs>